this subject is a little bit sensitive and you might feel maybe it's even mean or unfair, but it's necessary. Many aspiring entrepreneurs remain aspiring forever because you are in a lifestyle that you feel obligated to, but not one that you actually like anymore. So you're doing everything on a day-to-day basis that you think you're supposed to do, but you're not really enjoying it. You want to start your own business and spend time on the product or service idea you've developed, but maybe you're married or in a very serious relationship with someone, or you have other family obligations, or you've got lots of friends who expect to see you at all the parties and all the events and everything that they want you to do, or you feel super obligated to wherever you go to work every day, or you're kind of used to just getting to the office early and leaving super late, and you've just done this, you've just done this forever. You've done everything you were supposed to do. But in the back of your mind is the one thing you haven't done for yourself, which is start the business, which is kind of there always as an idea in your mind. So you just want to break away and do this one thing, but how do you get away? Welcome to the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Case Lane, and this is your podcast if you're feeling that it's time to take control of your future and have the lifestyle you really want by starting your own business. This is episode 64, how to gently dump your old life so you can get on with your new business. Okay, I'm going to be blunt. This podcast is about dumping your friends, maybe your family too, and definitely your colleagues at work in whatever job it is you're not really enjoying. And it's all for a good cause, your personal lifelong dream to start your own business. Now I'm using the word dump as, you know, I'm kind of being a little loose about that. You're not going to have to get rid of everyone except the ones you really want to, but you really want to think about how you're going to start your business if you keep feeling pulled back and drawn to these other obligations that maybe aren't really obligations or things that are maybe just in your mind that you you know you might not even realize that it's something you think you have to do but you've never tried to get away so you don't really know what everybody else thinks of it and you really don't want to dump anyone who's on your side (laughs) so you need to find out who's with you so that they can stay with you and then Others might be pushed away. Many aspiring entrepreneurs have no one cheering them on. You know, this is just a reality. That's why so many people hesitate around starting a business is this fear of what's everyone going to say and I'm going to fail and they're all going to laugh at me. And so to break away, which is what you really want to do, you're going to have to practice some tough love. So let's set this up. You've done everything you were supposed to do. College, professional life, family relations, connections with friends. You've been to every wedding. You've been to every birthday party. You bought all the presents. You like every Facebook post, a very silly picture people put up. You stay on the phone for hours or whenever, you know, someone goes with some, you know, some guy that just left or there's some girl that just showed up and, you know, it's all a big drama and you hang with it all. That's your life. At work, you attend all the right meetings, you fill out all the right reports, you smile politely at everyone, you engage in idle chatter with everyone, you go to every lunch that people say, hey, let's go to lunch, you go anywhere, um, you you know, mix it up with whoever has a title, like you just play along to get along. I know how that works. But you know, during these parties and conversations and meetings and all the stuff you're supposed to be doing, you're thinking about your business idea. You're thinking about marketing for your product or service 
or plans for your website. And you find that when you're thinking about that, you're getting a little excited and it's kind of making you happier and you're more interested in thinking about that than thinking about what you want to wear to that wedding you're supposed to go to. But then you kind of feel a little guilty, right? Oh, so guilty. And you know, you've you've done everything that people have wanted you to do for so long. You've dutifully got along with your friends and your family and your colleagues and all their rituals for years and years and years. And you've laughed and you've cried and you've hugged with everyone. You're always there. So no one is ever going to suspect that the whole time you were trying to figure out how to gracefully dump everyone so you could concentrate on the real passion of your life. They're just going to be so shocked and surprised, right? But every day you're feeling more and more drawn to starting your own business. You listen to the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, you read books about entrepreneurs, you're checking out websites and videos, and you're thinking, this is what I want to do. In fact, when you read books about entrepreneurs, especially the biographies and autobiographies that I recommend, you start to notice something. The big names never seem to set out and establish that regular life, like this life that you have. They're able to kind of roll right into starting their own business without having the, I'll say it, baggage of, you know, all those relationship ties that have been forged over a while. So you think about those big 19th century moguls and I always recommend books like Carnegie and J.P. Morgan's biographies. They were in business all the time, especially Carnegie. You know, he started poor. So he was in business in the sense he was working his whole life. And when he started um, even when he was doing jobs, like just running around and so on, he was asking business people more about their businesses and he was involved in that. And he even organized his friends in kind of a little study group so they could get together and read. This was his thing. That's why you have Carnegie libraries all over the world is because he and his buddies were looking for a place to go to read. And that just didn't exist in his day. So, you know, he was into it all the time. So as he emerged to become more and more of a business person, it would not have been a surprise to his friends and family, right? As opposed to you, where you've just gone along and done all the things you were supposed to do. You think of the college drop outs like Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, you didn't drop out of college. You stayed and did what you were supposed to do and you graduated and you finished. Um, Patricia and Mel Ziegler, who founded Banana Republic, another book I always recommend. It's called Wild Company. Great book about how they built that company. They were both working in a newspaper and left together to start their own business. So it was a family decision, so to speak. Um, Sir Richard Branson was always involved in some entrepreneurial venture right out of school or even during school. So, you, you know, as the writers tell these stories, these famous entrepreneurs never had to figure out a way to sneak away like you're trying to figure out now because you started by doing everything you were supposed to do and now you've built up this whole life and how do you get away from it? What should you do? Okay, now I'm going to put a huge caveat on this. If you are married or you have minor children, I get you cannot walk away and I'm not saying walk away, not at all. It's about reorganizing what you're doing now so that you can have the time to work on your business. So there's ideas for everyone in this. The general concept applies to everyone, whether you're married, you have kids, you're single, you're looking after senior relatives, you're, you know, you're young. Like the, the general idea is how do you set your life up so that you can run your business, which is the main thing you want to do. You're going to take these strategies and wedge them into your life based on whatever the circumstances of your life are. Okay. Number one is you're going to communicate. Now you don't owe everyone an explanation. You don't have to say, look, I'm trying to get your approval or anything like that. 
But there are probably people in your life who you kind of want to let know that your focus is going to change. If you're particularly active with someone, if you're going out all the time and you're doing stuff and, you know, they always, you're, you're the, the, the wing woman, or the, you know, and you're, you're the one who's the designated driver, you know, whatever, then you're going to want to explain what you're doing. So just tell them you're starting a business. Get them to listen to the Ready Entrepreneur podcast so they understand what's at stake for you and just see how they react. You know, some people will want to laugh at you and say, oh, come on, you know, you can't start a business. All businesses fail, blah, blah, blah. If they do that, then maybe that's somebody you don't want in your life anymore. And I I don't care if it's your best friend at this point, because if you're really an aspiring entrepreneur, constantly thinking about starting a business, dreaming about it, planning it. Um, You have a product or a service that you think is of value to the world and nobody else has thought of it and nobody else has put it out there. It's your job to put it out there. You know, it's in your brain so that your, your role is to get that product or service into the marketplace. So those people who laugh at you are the first people that you can walk away from without feeling guilty. And sure, they might stay in your life one way or another. It might be a relative. You'll see them at all the events or what have you. You might still want to do things with them, but slowly back away from what you're doing with them because you want to work on your business. For the people who are supportive, you don't have to worry. You can step away. They will understand. They'll be happy to cheer you on. They'll support the launch of your product, your launch of your business. It'll be great. For those who are not supportive, time to start backing away. So number two is you start saying no. And it could be very difficult to do that, but you need to start saying no. Now, there are, of course, once in a lifetime events like weddings and funerals where you can say yes. And you get a lot, hopefully you get a lot of advance notice, not for funerals, but you do for weddings, hopefully. So you can plan that. And you know who's, you know, the people that have been the closest to you, have, who have supported you in other areas, who helped you. So their weddings, their funerals, um, their birthday parties might be the, you know, especially the milestone birthday parties might be the things that you do say yes to. And it's easier, you know, sometimes, you know, it's easier to say yes than to explain why you're not there. <laughs> so when you start calculating the things you're going to say no to, it's probably going to be hard at first. If you're so used to saying yes to everything and people are so used to seeing you at everything, people are going to be really insulted and angry if you don't show up. But you have to make time for your business and for the plans that you have. Never forget that you are going towards the life you really want, your vision of your dream life. So you have to you know, give yourself that opportunity to do it. You're becoming an entrepreneur. You have an idea, you have a product, you have a service that will be of value to people who want or need it. So you're going to be helping people with your solution. You have a whole community waiting for you and waiting for you to bring this business into the marketplace. If the old one does not understand, that's your old community. If they don't understand, you have to move on. So roll out your nose slowly. <laughs> Start with the least important events. <laughs> Make sure you let them know you're still committed to the big events. And if they're super angry and say, well, you can't, you know, split your, then, okay, you'll, that's, you'll just have to kind of let that go too. But you start saying no. Number three, another thing you can do, be present when you do attend. So when you make a point of stick going with people that are your people that you want to still hang out with every now and then, be your old self, or at least that part of you that still can enjoy being in the moment. Engage with them and let them tell you their stories. You know, it's sometimes 
people just want to have somebody listen to them. And if you were that person in their life where they could talk openly and honestly about things that were going on and now they don't have you around as much, when you do make a point of being with them, be present. So you might be attending fewer and fewer events, but those few hours that you do spend will be much more valuable. And it won't be tedious and boring because you know you're trying to provide as much input and support to them in that time that you can. You limit the time, but you increase the value of that time. Does that make sense? Um, You just make sure that the time you do spend together is better time spent. Another idea is when you're at work, for those of you, you know, if you're still in the workforce and you're sitting in those meetings, use those good ideas that you're hearing, if there are any, depending on where you're working. Now, again, another big caveat, every office is different, every corporation, every, you know, business. So the dynamics of your situation dictate your behavior. But if you have a workplace environment where there are ideas that you can use in your business, don't steal directly anything. Use the time when you're at the office to keep on learning as much as you can. Maybe it's about business operations or administration. Instead of just going for a random lunch, go out with accounting. And, you know, they they might not want to talk about accounting when they go out for lunch, but maybe you can make friends with somebody who can tell you. You can say, hey, I'm interested in how the accounting systems work. Again, you know, only do this in the context of a place where you can do it, where it's not like ethically wrong or you're, you know, infringing on different areas and however it works in your office or corporation. But you can learn what not to do in a business by seeing what your current situation is like, what your current business operations are like. And then you can find activities that are really good. You can figure out what's really trivial. You can think maybe things come up that you never even thought of. So you can use that time to your advantage. Once you know you're going to leave the office for sure, then you can just flat out stop you know, listening in and joining with the office gossip. You can stop going to lunch. If you have anyone in your confidence, you can tell them what you're doing. Um, otherwise, you can just say, I'm I'm not just not interested anymore. However, you want to say that, you you know, for the situation that you're in. Pretty soon, they'll just stop asking you to go out with them anyway. And then your time will be free and nobody will be surprised when you leave. So you just back that away. But again, within the context of, of how it works for whatever business, wherever you are currently working. Okay. Then the other thing you should do, which I know is just going to just like freak people out, schedule your text and social media time. Okay. Like actually give it a schedule of when you will text and, you know, do social media updates. And the schedule is not all day long. Like that's not what it says on the schedule. Scheduling means actually setting times when you're going to look at your phone for following up with people with texting and social media. And I know some of you are like, that's impossible, but you're going to have, again, you want to do this because you're going to work on your business, right? So you're going to have to slowly wean yourself off of texting and social media and with friends and family all day long. And you schedule the time for, you know, social reasons. Like, yeah, you want to follow up with that's happening. So at 9 a.m., 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. is when you'll check. And I know you're all thinking that's impossible, but just think about everything else that you need to work on for your business. You cannot work on your business consistently if the phone's constantly buzzing and you're not just looking at it, but then turning to it and start responding to texts or liking photos or whatever. Now, I know that's how you've driven your life, but you got to turn off the buzzer on your phone and turn off all those social media notifications and focus on your business. If your work and personal phone are the same, just don't look at the personal stuff. And I know, you know, the first time you do this, something horrible will happen or whatever. No, it's, you know, the chances, something, okay, something might happen. Um, The chances are slim because it's a law of averages thing. I'm just doing that based on purely mathematical calculations. But if you're still checking your, your phone every few you know, a few times a day, that's fine. But if you're checking it constantly and letting it run and beep and and flash at you all day long, 
it's going to be very difficult. Unless your business is about how to stare at your phone all day, how are you going to take the time to actually build your business? How are you going to build your website? How are you going to write content? How are you going to film your videos if you're looking at your phone all day long for your texting and your social media with your friends and family? Okay, so think about how you want to handle that. I know it's something like it's impossible. And I'd like to think that if there was an emergency, people would, you know, figure out a way to call you or to get to you some other way if there really was an emergency. So keep in mind that for the most part, for most people, for the most part, in most situations, the the general updating that you get all day long in texting and social media is not an emergency. And therefore you can schedule the time when you want to look at things, break away from that and focus on starting your business. These simple behaviors are designed to give you the time to just work on what you want to do to get to your goal of lifestyle freedom. Think of that. When you have your business up and running and thriving and striving and everything is going your way, you can stare at your phone all day long, you know? You're going to get there, but you have to like think of the purpose of why you're doing this now. What is this fulfillment that you want in your life that you're working on now? And so put the phone down and, and just get to work on it. Of course, some people are not going to support your intent. You're going to have friends, family, colleagues, neighbors, whoever, who just think you're out of your mind. But those that do support you are going to see you rise on this incredible entrepreneurial journey that will take you where you really want to be. And that's going to be the reward, one of the rewards you get when you get where, where you want to go. Today, Right now, you're living this opportunity to have the life you truly want, a life on your own terms, where you add value that you believe in and that makes you feel like you're contributing to build the world you want to see. Now, if you want to get an in-depth blueprint of how to transition your life to entrepreneurship, download a copy of my book, Life Dream, Seven Universal Moves to Get the Life You Really Want Through Entrepreneurship. And in that book, you know, I explain how people and Many walks of life are using entrepreneurship to build the life that they want. And I use examples from around the world that help you realize entrepreneurship is a global movement. And if you join, you're joining a community that exists, that's excited and ready to support you. So for less than half the price of a movie, you can get your step-by-step guide, Life Dream by Case Lane at Amazon or wherever you buy eBooks. Becoming an entrepreneur, being your own boss and having your own life dream is the best way to control your life, but you have to get started. So to recap, here's what we covered in this Ready Entrepreneur episode 64, how to gently dump your old life so you can get on with your new business. If you have already done everything you were supposed to do and you have, then you have you know family, you have friends, you have colleagues, you have a social calendar, you have all these expectations of interactions and casual banter that you're supposed to participate in, but you want to work on your business. So you need to move away from them gently. You need to move away from this life that you've already built. So the first thing you need to do though is communicate. Tell the ones closest to you so they know what you are doing. And I mean that the ones that are really closest to you where you're totally integrated into their lives, especially if you're married, work through a plan that allows you to draw back without completely disrupting the life that you have. Start saying no, especially to the least important events. You don't want to miss the once in a lifetime events. You're going to say yes to those, 
but you do want to say no to those little events that you always go to because you feel obligated to go, but you don't really need to be there. And when you do go to some of the important events, be present when you attend, be part of people's lives that you still want to stay connected to. If you still want everyone to know that you care, then you can stay a part of it. Sometimes you just go because it's easier to go than to not, you know, than to explain why you didn't. But sometimes you go because you really do want that person to remain in your life. You just need the time now to start on your business. So be present when you're there. If you're still at work and you're in a work situation that allows you to absorb broader business concepts and maybe learn business operations or administration or functions from those that are already doing it, then take advantage of that. You don't have to be spending all your time at work thinking it's a big old bore when maybe there's an opportunity for you to learn things that you can use in your own business. Again, if it's correct, if it's ethical. Just say no to gossiping. Say no to just going out for lunch for no reason. Soon people will stop asking you and then, you know, you can be on your way. And the toughest thing, yes, schedule your text and social media time outside of the work you're doing to start on your business. Limit the hours that you're going to be checking texts and social media so that you can focus on your business. If you implement these tips, hopefully you'll have a graceful exit from the past and a triumphant entry into your new future as an entrepreneur. Okay, that's it for episode 64 of the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, how to gently dump your old life so you can get on with your new business. If you enjoyed this information and found it useful, please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast um, so you don't miss any future episodes. And please leave a rating or comment at Apple Podcasts so I can see your feedback. If you know someone else who would benefit from the tips and strategies in the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, please share the podcast with a friend. Come over to the Ready Entrepreneur website to read blogs for rising entrepreneurs and download helpful information and sign up for the mailing list so I can help you figure out how to transition your life to become the entrepreneur that you really want to be. And if you want to reach out to me directly, I'm contactcase at readyentrepreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast with Case Lane.